it seems everyone has a different breakout player for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. And it's cool no matter where you believe the biggest splash is going to come from. But it all comes down to one thing that makes everything click. And if that one thing isn't working, none of these breakout players have breakout seasons. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Steelers breakout players. It seems everybody has a different name to toss out there for the Steelers' biggest breakout of 2023. Calvin Austin's name has been dropped by a few. Allen Robinson seems like a very hot commodity along the... Uh, Well, he'll revive his career at 30 years old in Pittsburgh because he was given a bad rep and a bad opportunity in L.A. with a crumbling football team. Then there's Najee Harris. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's name has been tossed out there. Jalen Warren is a name to watch. Pat Fryermuth. There have been all these people. James Daniels, I have even seen. Which leads me to my most important point. It doesn't matter who the breakout player for the Pittsburgh Steelers is or who you believe the breakout player for the Pittsburgh Steelers is. Calvin Austin should have a huge year. Everyone keeps talking about within the locker room how electric this guy is and how he should be involved everywhere on the field and chances are he's going to. Allen Robinson is the first red zone threat that Kenny Pickett has ever had in his career and the first red zone threat to be in Pittsburgh in well over two seasons at least since maybe Juju Smith-Schuster was last healthy in a Steelers uniform. It's been a while. Najee Harris is entering year three, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons, finally seems to have an offense around him. Hopefully, this is the year that we see those Derrick Henry-type numbers, those extraordinary 4.5 yards per carry runs and Everything that the Steelers hoped they got out of a first-round running back here in year three. Pat Fryermuth, I mean, you enter year three as a tight end that has already been a very, very explosive player and now has a blocking tight end with him in Darnell Washington that takes a lot of the pressure off of what Pat Fryermuth isn't comfortable doing but was asked to do the last two years. I think that you could turn him into a Travis Kelsey within half of a season. Easy. Kenny Pickett, that's an obvious one. He's a second-year quarterback. He won a couple of games last year. He looked good at the end of the season. Kenny Comeback is still a name that I would love to trademark, and I would love for that to catch on, but it doesn't seem that it's going to, unless he continues to do so, and the Steelers are good, and their second-year quarterback looks like their guy, their franchise quarterback. There's no more questions. Obvious candidate. None of it clicks without one thing, though. And you want to think it's Matt Canada, but it's not. Matt Canada obviously controls everything. But at this point, you have to have some expectation that if the Steelers are going to win, they have to win around Matt Canada's limitations. They have to be able to succeed offensively and defensively, but mostly offensively, while understanding that their offensive coordinator can't devise a game plan that necessarily leads to a win leads to success. The Steelers have to overcome that. 
It's not on the offensive coordinator. It is. But if the Steelers aren't going to do anything about it, then when you look at the eyes of the players and the hearts of the players, if this team wants to go on a playoff run, they have to overcome a humongous obstacle. But they have to do it. What's going to lead to this success is the offensive line. It is the first time in as long as I could remember, easily since I've joined the Steelers beat, that the Steelers have had an offensive line that you feel could actually be very good. Not, eh, they'll they'll be okay. It's not last year where it's like, well, they'll be better than the year before. I'm talking a Steelers offensive line that you look at and say, this offensive line could actually be very good. It could actually be good enough to give this entire offense everything that it needs. You think about it. You went out and got a Super Bowl left guard in Isaac Siamalu, who could both pass protect and run block. Huge. Mason Cole, if he is the fifth best starting offensive lineman on your team, you feel pretty okay about that situation. Every NFL offensive line needs a fifth best player. If Mason Cole is yours, you're feeling pretty okay. James Daniels, I mean, James Daniels was the Steelers' best offensive lineman a year ago. It's hard to say that he won't be this year. The guy's young. He's very versatile. He's pretty much equipped in every facet of an offensive lineman that you're looking for. The success should only get better. A year of comfortability next to Mason Cole and Chooks Okorafor, that's only going to help things. Chooks, while he is maybe the worst run-blocking right tackle in the NFL, and there are very strong arguments against the amount of money that the Steelers are paying him on a yearly basis, he's a good pass protector, and you know what you're getting off of out of your right tackle. And if you could work around that, you could do enough. And then you got Dan Moore and Broderick Jones fighting for a left tackle spot, and I got to say, if Dan Moore Jr. is your starting left tackle, it's not the end of the world. You could work around that. You could feel okay enough that he is your weak link. He, You could feel good enough about the development that he's made and that he's entering year three, which is a very crucial year for offensive linemen. This is usually when things really start to click for these guys. You could feel comfortable enough to say, okay, Dan Moore Jr. is out there. The offensive line is still very good. Broderick Jones walks out there and you say, okay, the offensive line is very good. The left tackle, while he's looked at as the franchise left tackle, left tackle of the future, this is the next big name in Pittsburgh. But Roderick Jones, he's the guy. The next Marquise Pouncey. There's going to be limitations. He's very, very raw when it comes to pass blocking. Very, very raw. He struggles with his hand placement from time to time. And by time to time, I mean more often than not. But there are things that you could develop and learn, things that will come. I'm very confident that they will come, but there will be roadblocks. But again, if your worst offensive lineman is a rookie who is developing, a first-round rookie who you feel very good could develop into a superstar, he just has to develop, you're feeling pretty good if you're the Steelers' offensive line. If this group works out as well as I believe that they're going to, because that's my breakout player. My breakout player is the offensive line. Najee Harris has a huge season. 
the most successful one that he's had in the NFL to this point. Kenny Pickett has all the time in the world. And that's so important because think about it. Kenny Pickett is already working on ways to stay within the pocket. He's worried about how often he leaves the pocket and the coaching staff is worried about how often he tries to run. So they want him to stay within the pocket. But remember when Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers had the worst offensive line in football and Ben had to get rid of the ball in under two seconds every single time it was snapped? That is the worst outcome for a quarterback. It means that wide receivers can't get open. It means that your running game is not going to do anything. It means that teams can stack the box every single time because they don't have to worry about anybody going deep. It changes everything. If George Pickens is going to be a superstar on the on the boundary, well, then you need to give him time to get open. If Deontay Johnson is going to do more than just run comebacks, you have to give him time to get open. If Najee Harris is going to be a successful running back in 2023, you have to get the passing game open, and you have to be able to spread the ball out. If Pat Fryermuth is going to turn into Travis Kelsey, he can't just be in the middle of the field where every defender is. You have to be able to move the defense. That all starts with the offensive line. And if these guys are as good as I believe that they're going to be, and right now they look very good. They look like a group on paper that you're just like, hmm, the Steelers have built the trenches. And it took a couple of years, and it took a really strong downfall, but they have invested their money, and they have invested their draft picks, and they have invested their time, and they now have an offensive line that you feel confident in. If everything clicks, think about all those breakout players. Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Kenny. Every single one of them should have a huge season. Every sh- single one of them should have an opportunity to succeed in 2023. There is one factor that could make or break the Steelers offense. And I'm ignoring Matt Canada in this situation because, like I said, If the Steelers are going to succeed, we somewhat at some point have to admit that they have to overcome their offensive coordinator. But their offensive line being as good as it should be, that's going to help so much. And it's going to give everybody an opportunity to succeed no matter how big that initial roadblock is.